Hello and welcome. You are now listening to The Junk and Jam Hour, a live talk radio broadcast, a full 60 minutes of laughs, fun, and money. Well, maybe not money, but do take pleasure in the fact that you'll be getting to know someone new, like an artist, a musician, an author, or perhaps a silly clown. That's got to be worth something. Am I right? This is The Junk and Jan Hour, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. And now for your on-air host, Silly Clown, Christopher Albert. Hello everyone, happy Monday. You are listening to the Junk and Jam Hour right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Now Radio Free Brooklyn is the nonprofit community organization and Freeform internet radio station streaming original content by New York City artists and broadcasters 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Um, now, at, on the Junk and Jam Hour, it is my objective to share and highlight uh, the creative journeys behind many of the impressive contributions and projects of some of the most talented underground and groundbreaking artists and entrepreneurs. Now, joining me via call-in today is a musician and artist who, at the age of two, held her very first guitar and, at age eight, began to teach herself how to play songs on that guitar. By nine years of age, well, I don't know if it was that guitar, but by nine years of age, she taught herself how to play the bass. While she also worked on crafting her unique sound and vocals, over the next three years, she added two more instruments to her toolbox, uh, the drums and the piano, mostly with the aid from her iPad and YouTube tutorials because a piano instructor apparently did not work as she has hoped. By the time she was 13, this renegade virtuoso taught herself the ukulele. And at 14, she found an extraordinary vocal coach who not only pushed her to be the very best version of herself, but also helped to spark her songwriting with the guiding mantra of turning her everyday challenges and pain into inspiration. As soon as she graduated high school, she released her debut album, Smoke and Mirrors, with its tracks garnering over 50,000 streams on Spotify. And since then, she has journeyed across the country, opening for artists such as Stephen Kellogg and Tyrone Wells, and uh, was also invited to showcase a six-song performance at the NBA Halftime Show at the American Airlines Arena in Miami with, of course, Miami Heat, and was recently... A featured artist in the 11th annual Harvey Milk Virtual Festival. She's now working on releasing her sophomore album. Joining me on the phone from South Florida, let us welcome multi-instrumentalist singer and songwriter, indie alternative pop artist, Emmanuel Sasson. Hello. Wow, that was a hell of an intro. <laughs> <laughs> well. I don't know if I can live up to that now. <laughs> That's all you. Hold on, let me take this music down. Slightly, a little bit. <laughs> so, um, I know things are a little hectic down there in, in, in Florida, especially in South Florida. How are you and your family? We're fine. Uh, COVID cases are obviously getting worse, but we're, you know, staying inside as much as possible. I still have to go to work, but you, well, wear please wear a mask. Well, you thank know, you, you <laughs> so much for, you know, being out there and doing what you have to do. I'm, I'm assuming it's to service others. Other, other than, you know, what your music does. <laughs> so now after high school, now most people plan to go to college or get knocked up and start a family. Um, but we're not talking about me. Some of us remain aimlessly confused, you know, about our next steps in life. But you, you graduated That's high school. Me. <laughs> <laughs> me. 
Well, you okay? We don't always have to have it all figured out, but 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 you graduated high school. You released your debut album, Smoke and Mirrors. Why was this project so important for you to not just express but to share with the world? You know, at that time in your life. Well, um, I was going through a very dark period of time, um, and I didn't really know how else to express it. And I was still in high school when I was writing it. And uh, a lot of the songs I wrote while I was sitting in class, I didn't really pay attention in school, <laughs> if I'm honest. I was daydreaming or writing a song. And then I just collected all those songs and um, my parents helped me, you know, pay for a studio. Um, and then I just made the whole album and I released it. It's just something that I needed to put out for myself. Mostly. Yeah. Um, and I'm very, I'm very proud of it. Now, you say your parents, was it made more possible you know, this this vision, this dream of yours, was it made more possible because you had your parents' support and blessings? Obviously. Yeah. Um, they're very supportive of, of my music, and I'm very grateful for them. Um, you know, I, I don't think I would be able to, to even talk to you without them. So, you know, they're awesome. Thank you, parents. <laughs> now, any plans, by the way, to get any formal music edification in the future? Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. I'm, I'm trying to find my way there. It's a little hard. Girl, <laughs> it's a lot of competition. Music so. history and composition, it is not fun, but it is fun. I mean, it, you know, it's just the process of things. But I, myself, I worked backwards that way, too. I eventually went yeah. to study music. You say people always ask you what you would do if you weren't a musician. You always tell them you're a musician. <laughs> you would still be a musician. <laughs> you can't see yourself doing anything else. Music is in your blood and veins. It's the oxygen yeah. you breathe, the for, water you for drink. The, for the most part. I mean, like, there are other things that I like to do, you know, that, that kind of changes over time. Yeah. Um, I think I wrote that answer when I was, like, 15. But now I kind of know what I, like. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went snooping. I, we found all of the answers. Yeah. I would be, uh, I would be a chef, actually. I really oh! My, yeah. My family uh, is from Morocco, yes. Israel, Turkey. So food is, like, a big thing. Yeah. And, and all those cultures... Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I would definitely. I still want to open a restaurant. You know, even though music that. is my number one thing, like eventually, if it yeah, but you could play your own soundtrack. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I want to open a restaurant in LA. Welcome to my restaurant, and you know, if you like the music, that's also mine. <laughs> <laughs> yes oh my god i'm so excited once i get a restaurant i'm gonna play my music in the background <laughs> well I, so I, I guess the aim is to once you have your restaurant and and you've entrusted other people with your ingredients they you know as much as you can you'll be behind the kitchen but most of your job is going to be entertaining your guests yeah for sure that's fun i love that look at that you learn something new every day. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot to cover. You have lots of music. I wanted to start with Smoke and Mirrors, and then we'll get to your recent project, if that's okay. Yeah, for sure. So we're going to play Mindful, and then we're going to talk a lot about that, and then <laughs> we've got a lot of unpacking to do. And and obviously, you have, in, in the last few years, or in the last year, almost year and a half, I guess, since then, Things have changed. You have grown. So I would like to talk about that. So let's play Mindful. You guys are listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. This is the Junkie Jam Hour. I am Christopher Albert, and I am joined via phone with uh, artist and musician, singer-songwriter, Emmanuel Sasson. How do you pronounce your name, by the way? Emmanuel Sasson. 
Emmanuel Sasson. Eventually, it'll be only Emmanuel, but you know, now, now it's my last name. <laughs> and this is from her debut album, Smoke and Mirrors. This is Mindful.
was Emmanuel Sasson with Mindful from her debut album Smoke and Mirrors. You still with us? <laughs> yes. <laughs> love it, love it. So, th think, I love this song. Well, I like a lot of your songs, but let's talk. Let's. I want to dissect this real quick. Uh, mindful, uh, living in a lucid dream, unaware that this is the way it's supposed to be, and it's more of a trauma than it really is a dream, and I'm not okay. Now, when speaking... When we speak or we think of trauma or anything traumatic, it obviously has, it could be physiological shocking, right? Mm -hmm. And that can be hard to articulate, hard to describe, put in words. You know, it, it can feel unreal in that moment, even though it is lucid, it's tangible. It's happened. <laughs> yeah, sure. uh, But now you, just to back up a little bit, at the very tender age of 14, you were diagnosed with the... Uh, Severe scoliosis, yes? Yeah. Uh, you had to get uh, back surgery. That led to an onslaught of emotional and physical changes for you, uh, where you said it brought down your mental state. Tell us a little bit about that experience. Yeah, um, I was actually 13, and this was way before I started songwriting. So uh, I was hospitalized for six days. I missed school for a month. And I came back to school, and it was like the first day I came back, everyone was like, oh my god, Emmanuel, you're back. I was like, yeah, I'm back. And then it, after like a week, it like kind of wore off, and I felt like I didn't exist. And uh, I had to carry a pillow around school. And I was still going to a, a private school, so like everybody knows everything yeah. about everyone. It was like, I think like 10 kids per class, like 50 kids per grade. So it was super, super small. And um, I just felt extremely alone. And um, then I turned 14 and uh, I went into my freshman year of high school. And then I was sitting in biology class and I just, I don't know, my mind was somewhere else. And then I wrote my first song ever, which is Cage, which is on that yes. album. And uh, yeah, everything kind of just went from there. And I started, I wrote Mindful, I wrote Mr. Ghost, I wrote all the other songs after that. So, um, Now, one of your lines, I want to die. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Why end it all? This is just the beginning. Uh, it sounded like you suffered from a never-ending circle of should I, shouldn't I. Did you try yeah. at any point in your life to end it? Um, or I you just like to talk about that. What was that? <laughs> I don't really want to talk about that, but uh, I, you, you know how people are like, oh, I want to die. I'm just kidding. Like, yeah. There's always a small part of you that's not. Okay. Um, Another little, and, and my apologies. And, and, I, and, you know, I just try to throw things out there. I never know how comfortable you are, but we'll talk about more about your work, by the way, in that arena of uh, mental health and well-being for others. Another little lines, you know, you sung this so much, people think that I'm faking. Why do you suppose it is hard for people to understand or believe in emotional or physical pain that they cannot see? Because I know doctors are guilty of it, too. Yeah, um, it's just like there are a lot of people that are, you know, you they're like the see it to believe it kind of people. And, and sometimes, you know, when I, when I, especially when I was younger, I would, uh, I thought I had friends at the time, but they weren't, but I went up to them and I was like, Hey, I'm not really feeling too great. They're like, why you look happy. And I'm like, but right. I'm not. And they're like, you'll be fine. Just shake it off. And you know, that's the kind of response I got a lot as a kid. And, um, especially now, like now, now mental health is like, the, I think one of the most important things ever that people should be focused on, focusing on and talking about. And um, not all pain is visual. So right. people need to learn that. Right. But for you, every time something not so great happens, you know, you, you say, okay, I'll write a song about it. 
At least that's what yeah. it's. That was initial the the motivating factor for you. I mean, you've always pursued music, at least in terms of, you know, actual instrumentation, right? And then it seems 100%. like this time in your life gave you a voice in terms of being a songwriter. Yeah, I think it's probably the only voice I have. Now, I want to say something because I've listened to and I've interviewed self-proclaimed emo artists before. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, sometimes it's just like introverted declarations of depression and, you know, sometimes it's indecipherable, just poetry about being a recluse. But for you, I love this line, by the way, call me crazy. It's not hurtful to me. It's like, duh, what's new? Yeah. And in your music, I feel like it's very aware and it's outward. It's not inward. It's you projecting your inward feelings outward for people to understand, you know, um, for people to understand how not just you, not just how you see the world, but, you know, how you see yourself. I feel like there's it's just, just an awareness to your music. You know, it, it understands it's, it's pop music. It has this innate sensibility that allows the listener in. You know, it might be an alien place, but it's also a familiar place and it doesn't feel pretentious. Is that purposeful? Did you want your like your inner feelings to be more accessible to others? Um, I didn't I don't really do it on purpose. It's yeah. more like it just happens and I don't notice that I that I just it just comes out. Like the way that it comes out and then, you know, I started sharing my people my uh my music with other people and they're like wow i really resonate with this and i was like oh you do yeah the only one? Oh my God. you do <laughs> I, was like, I should do this more often <laughs> i'm gonna write another one <laughs> yeah so that's how it started you want to, and and again i'm just pulling from from quotes and 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 i know for you like you said earlier things change right but at one time yeah. well i guess this still is the same being for you being a songwriter gave you the ability to be in control over your emotions. Uh, it lets you be the narrator of your journey through the paths you have taken, or you're currently taking. Um, and I know you say for you, I feel like for you, obviously, music forces you to be mindful. And when we're talking about being mindful, by the way, mindful is spelled mindful as in having a mind full of thoughts. Yeah. I did that on purpose. You see what I did? I love that. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> a little wordplay there. Um, I love wordplay. <laughs> well, well, you're a writer. Why not? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Moving on. Um, now, I know for you, music has helped you be more conscious about what was going on internally or at least express that. What is the process for you? You know, coming to terms. You have to first come to terms with your feelings you know, the noises that are in your head, sometimes they're discouraging, and then translating that into music because sometimes we're just not ready. Well, um, sometimes I don't know how yeah. to control my feelings. Sometimes I genuinely don't even know how to write a song. There are other times, you know, people think that whatever I'm feeling, I'm like, oh my God, I have to write a song. I've song. It's not always like no. that. Sometimes I just have to let it sit. Yeah. And then sometimes there's no song. Like, sometimes no. I just have to sit it, you know, pull out a notebook and just write how I'm feeling or talk yeah, to someone, yeah. you know. But um, when I do write a song, um, sometimes 
I don't know what I'm talking about in the song. I have to play. I think I didn't know what mindful was about until I think the tenth time I performed it, and I was like, oh, that's what I mean. That's it. <laughs> so it just has to sink in for a little bit. But yeah, yeah uh, that's usually how it comes about. I, I mean, right? I mean, as a writer, I, I get it. Sometimes I write down a line. I have to sit with it. You know, I have to really put it in my consciousness, especially if it's like a different project. And obviously, for you, when you're shuffling around with songs or other things going on, um, and yes, you have to meditate on it. It sounds like, though, for you, you you subconsciously already had the words of how to articulate it. You just didn't catch up yet to what that emotion was. <laughs> Be like, oh yes, yes. that's what I meant. A hundred percent. Sometimes I feel like my brain is running away faster than like my, <laughs> right, my right. Hands. So it's just like I don't know what I like. I know what I want to say, and I don't. But sometimes I just really don't know how to say it, so I just have to let it sit. But I feel like with with mindful. Um, by the way, a friend inspired that because she suffers from anxiety and OCD. And she was sitting <laughs> with me in the room, and she was talking about her anxiety, and I just wrote. Uh, I just turned whatever she was saying into lyrics. So that was like a really helpful. Like, yeah. Muse. She was kind of like my muse in that moment. Um, but yeah, with that, it kind of just all flowed because you could, it's a very wordy song. So I think with that, I kind of knew what I wanted to say. But other songs, I they just I'm confused. Sometimes I'm still confused. I go, I listen to like Mr. Ghost. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> but <it's cool. laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> now, now this particular song, Mindful, it opens with a pulse of a heartbeat, ends with the ticking of a clock. In your opinion, is there a difference between the value of life versus the value of time? Or, or do you feel like their significances are interrelated? I've, wow, I'm so picking your brain here. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so you, you, the different, wait. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, we always hear the term, obviously, time is, is valuable, right? Life is valuable. And, and for me, this song kind of you know at least audibly you know bookends those if for me i i kind of i probably overanalyzed it but for me the song book ended you know one with an opening of a heartbeat the end and the ending had like you know a ticking clock yeah and and obviously it just made me think about you know it feels like even though again it could have been unconscious unconsciously you know subconsciously excuse me that these two things are interrelated and they're important. You know, we don't have much time here. Okay. And, and, you know, what we do with our time and our life obviously matters, not just to us, but to other people. But sometimes we don't see that value for ourselves all the time. Mm-hmm. That's all. 100%. I, I, <laughs> I, uh, I think this is, this is a really hard question. I'm going to be honest. I don't know 100% how to answer that. No, you don't have to. That's an answer right there. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't know how to answer that question. I think I think you just have to figure it out as you go through life. Yeah. You know, whatever is more valuable to you. Yeah. Do you feel question. like time has, you know, especially in, especially with the late and, and we're like forced to be limited in our interactions, I guess now feels like time in, in, in time spent doing things with love and the people we love and admire obviously has become even more valuable now that it's out of touch or out of reach yeah i want to let's go into the next song <laughs> <laughs> okay. we're gonna play another song and then we're gonna talk about that because we don't have much time 
Thank you, by the way, um, Emmanuel, for being so open. You know, it's always so interesting to hear the process and just the thoughts and and the journey of of how artists, you know, get to where they are, especially in their craft and not, and of course, the material that's produced from that. So thank you again for joining us. You guys are listening to The Junk and Jam Hour right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is Emmanuel Sasson, and this is entitled Note to Self. Why you gotta be that way? You know you gotta believe what you say You tear yourself apart every day This game's not worth it if you're the only one who plays
was Note to Self by Man. We'll just call you Manuel now, right? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> One of the lines says, you tear, your, you, you tear yourself apart every day. Such a raw place to have been, yet you allowed yourself to be vulnerable enough to share, obviously, through music. Mm-hmm. What was it that you had to pick yourself apart about? <laughs> um, well, I, I actually really do pick myself apart every single day. It's, it's just like an everyday struggle. Myself insane. Yeah, no. <laughs> every every little thing, I'm like, why did I say it like this? Why did I do that? Why did I, you know, I, I kind of like, I have this bad habit of regretting every single sentence uh, I say. I'm like, crap, why did I say that? You know, now they think I'm stupid or something like that. So wow. I, I really like, I'm tearing my hairs out every single day. It's like a really big struggle, but... I'm trying to learn how to go, you know, not be so hard on myself. It's still like that song still really resonates with me. Like everything. Got it. Day, so. Got it. I mean, it's it's your it's your diary entry come to life, right? Pretty much. I uh, actually have the book that I wrote it in, like in front of me, which is kind of crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Filling it up. Well, you know, no one can tell you how to feel, and 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 and. And I understand it because I've been there and, and sometimes I am there, right? And I think we all do that and it's not just an artist thing, it's just a human thing. And and regardless of, of how talented and even that's subjective, right? Because it, it matters what you feel, how you think of yourself. But I promise you, you will learn to just let things go as they come, and meaning that you know, you're moving forward. I, I feel like and that's also a testament to your strength, even if you don't see it, because you still have this desire to still move forward, despite feeling like you have these regrets, right? Yeah. I feel like I move forward, but I still carry the baggage with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm trying to move on, and like I, I still am like kind of dragging the suitcase. I'm like, it's a little heavy, but I guess I'll take some with me because it's hard to let it go. But I still yeah. move. That's 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 really that's really tough. Now, I, l- I love this. You're such a writer. Um, I want to smack you. Um, com- <laughs> comfortably you can smack me. I'm gonna virtually. Do I even have a smack sound? No, I don't think I do. I have breaking sound. Yeah, there we go. We we'll use one. that. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have boxing. What is that? I think that's just the bell. Never mind. That's not a hit. Okay. Comfortably broken. I love that. Comfortably broken, right? You know, yep. it, it it it's it's a, this scary idea to dig ourselves out from the hole, from this deep hole that we already dug ourselves in. We've got comfortable there, a place where we don't have to answer to anyone, we don't have to justify anything, a place we can freely wallow if we want, you know, for as long as we want. Yet most people are not comfortable at all confronting others, let alone themselves. I feel like you don't, even though you're at this place, you have no problem confronting your inner feelings. You know, you got to this. What got you to this crucial place where you said, you know what? I'm going to confront myself, call myself out on my shit. And even if it's not to fix it, it's just to say, this is what's going on. And and, and maybe start holding yourself more responsible for your actions or inactions. Yeah, well, I, I, I got to that point because um, my pain has gotten so far to where it's it put me in, like, bad situations in life. Yeah. Um, 
so I was just tired. I was so exhausted when I wrote that song. I was exhausted. I didn't want to keep feeling that way. And then now I learned that if you start, if you keep pushing your feelings down and repressing them, I even tell my best friend this every single day. I'm like, if you keep repressing your feelings, yeah. you're just, they're going to stay there. If you don't face them, they're never, you're never going to be able to overcome anything. So now I've learned to overcome most of them. Now yeah. I still have some unresolved sure. <laughs> feelings, but um, I'm still, you know, learning every single day. Yeah. And uh, it gets hard. I can't always I know. overcome all of them. But it's funny I'm because I'm alive. That's yes, you are. Yes, you are. It's funny because I, I usually keep like these little sayings and they just follow me wherever they come from. I collect them. And one of the sayings you just reminded me of was start from where you are. Every day is a good opportunity to just start from where you are. Whether you want to look back or not, you can still start from where you are, wherever that is. What happened to the you that I used to be? What happened to me? Obviously, life happened, right? <laughs> yeah. But again, you, you you know, you, Manuel, you've you found a way to channel your innermost darkest feelings, your insecurities. I think for you, they're more uncertainties, right? You spun them into musical gold, not just, you know, it's not an easy thing to do. What is it about music that provides you, I guess, this strength or this courage to do that? Um, it's just... I don't know. It, to me, it's, it's a lot easier to put something behind a melody than to talk about it mm. to another human being. Um, so that's why I do what I do mostly. It's just, it's, it's like, it's, it's your blanket. Like my way of hiding, but I don't really hide. <laughs> right. <laughs> makes any sense. Like, if the song sounds good, I'm like, okay, so they'll ignore the lyrics. It's fine. Like, that's how I used to think about it. Um, but now, you know, people are actually listening to the lyrics and they're getting something from it and I'm, apparently my music is helping some people which is great so yeah. now that's like my main goal yeah I, I love another line your sanity was stolen which to me sounds like that's just by your own doing right you're stealing your own sanity yeah. away from yourself now at one point you felt socially anxious everybody hates me and thinks I'm stupid nobody cares about me obviously it sounds like sometimes you have those you know those feelings of worthlessness discouragement social anxiety have given you the strength and power to write about those feelings but let's talk about now because at this point you, you know you said for you being able to perform the songs that that derive from these feelings in front of an audience in front of an audience you know reassures you and, and keeps you motivated has being isolated from your audience triggered you back into any negative feelings or doubt about about yourself or your worth um, I think with or without an audience, those feelings always remain. It's just that when I'm performing in front of people, I have this sense of freedom and that kind of helps me a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, there's this, those feelings are still there. I don't, think <laughs> I don't think they will ever leave, but, uh, as long as I, do, I learn to control them and to not get angry at myself for having those feelings, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. Well, welcome to the needy artist forum. Um, <laughs> now you and we mentioned this earlier but you once were you were actively involved in a program a club called Hope helping overcome problems effectively that aim to spread awareness about mental health suicide bullying and abuse amongst other things why was being a part of that club so important to you and what did it teach you yeah so I uh, joined that club in high school from uh, 10th grade to my senior year and I met a lot of my close friends there in that club and um, it just I felt like I had a little inner circle like a family and um, 
Sorry, my mom just walked in. <laughs> hey, mom. Oh, you have an interview. <laughs> um, yeah, I have. I had a little inner circle and family in that club, and it they just really helped me. And I yeah. didn't think that I was. Uh, I had they, like there were other people like me. Like, oh my god, you felt this way. You felt depressed before. Oh my god, anxiety is a real thing. Like, I'm not going crazy. And uh, I went to a lot of events. I helped a lot of other people who uh, were bullied because I was also bullied in school. Yeah. And yeah, I, I kind of found my little family. I love that. I love that. You know, it's it's just a testament. We don't get to where we're going alone, right? Yeah, for sure. I, I don't like. I wouldn't be here today without my best friends or anyone really. But now, speaking of of being in isolation or being alone in our thoughts, because before you found that club, right? Because remember the beginning. You know, you did feel isolated. You did feel alone for a while. What is your advice to someone going through something? so internally painful that they feel they can't share with anyone or that no one would understand? Um, If you are going through something and you feel extremely alone um, and you're afraid to reach out, like I was afraid to reach out. I thought that they were going to call me crazy and I thought I was completely alone. You will never get better if you don't reach out. You just have to do it. As hard as it is, you have to because once you do, you'll feel free you will feel like there is a weight lifted off of your chest. Yeah. You need people like you. Yeah. Um, and, and let it out. If and you embrace your uniqueness. Cry, yeah, of course. Whatever people are calling you crazy for, embrace that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh. Well, thank you, Emmanuel. I, I feel like I'm still pronouncing your name wrong. <laughs> it's okay. Emmanuel. Don't worry. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Yes. You can uh, call me M. All my friends M- call me M. L. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> M is fine. We're going to keep uh, playing some music. I want to play Smoke and Mirrors. And then we're going to talk about that as well. Yes? Awesome. And you don't go anywhere. We know you got, you've got places to go um, and to be. So thank you again, Manuel, for... for joining us and staying with us you guys thank you for listening to us you are listening to the junk and gym hour right here on radio free brooklyn and this is smoke and mirrors don't cry it's a waste of water i wasn't brave enough to face the worst you could blame it on the alcohol but i'll blame it on my heart Tears my head apart My mind's got a mind of its own Please understand Everybody knows my sanity It's gone it up and round I complicate things that I've read Save my- 
Another, I love that song. Thank you. I, lo- I complicate things that are already complicated. Sounds like my husband, but that's all <laughs> of us, really. I manipulate things that make me frustrated. That's me. <laughs> don't cry. It's a waste of water. I wasn't brave enough to face the waves. If you try again, don't even bother. I'm not good enough to see your face. You wouldn't be alone, you know, with feeling insecure, with with your relationships with others. However, it's one thing to feel worthless to the world sometimes, mm-hmm. but not feeling like you are deserving of love for whatever reason. And then, you know, creating all these barriers to ensure that you either stay alone or maintain distant distance from others, you know, isn't the healthiest practice. I know I've done it. What scares yeah. you the most about being vulnerable to others? Rejection. <laughs> That's, That's everything. Yeah, Sing them a song. I was, when I wrote that song, I was like, I, I just didn't feel like I was worthy of, of love, of anything, of any human connection. So yeah, yeah, I was really afraid that anyone was gonna call me, you know, oh, what? Like just think I was crazy or something. A terrible place to be in. Are you or were you more scared of being? Obviously, you said you were being scared of being rejected but i guess if if you weren't rejected do you have a more of a fear of being hurt or being the one to hurt both Ah. (laughs) both um because i feel like in ways i can unintentionally hurt um sure uh, i feel like because of the way i am i can get hurt if that makes sense yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I get it. And, 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 you know, this next, this is not a judgment, by the way, and it's just a question. Oh, okay. You know, you were loved. You were nurtured as a child. Your ideas, your talents, they were celebrated. Who or what was it that broke your spirit <laughs> of wanting you to be loved out there in the world? You know, I feel like that's all you've been shown. Oh, you really, 
broke me. I I, I broke me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. happened up here. Something something you know got rewired. Like something got is up with the. I need a technician. <laughs> I gotta call. <laughs> get something fixed. I don't know what's happening. Do something you in the wires is not right. Yeah. Have you gone to or do you go to therapy? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, but now is this a specific goal for you that you're working on or not yet? Um. Well, I've been going for uh, two years, a little over two years now, and um, I think it's obviously you know she helps me and, and everything, but I think it's also I have to work on myself. And um, there, there's yeah. a, a variant. There's a whole widespread of problems in my brain yeah. that I that I'm still trying to resolve. It's not just you know feeling worthless. Well, um, I'll give but, you some un, unasked for advice. <laughs> oh, go for it. Go ahead. I Next time you see her, just be very specific. Maybe and take it one thing at a time. I want to work on this for myself. Just uh, there's I just I, I don't know. <laughs> I know. Sometimes <laughs> you just don't know where to begin, work. right? Yeah, I don't really know how to how to answer that. I mean, I'm I'm not in the in the worst place. I'm actually doing pretty well right now. Yeah. But, um, yeah. That's that's. I'm still working. You know, I'm right. only. I'm gonna be 19. I have You're so, so many more years. <laughs> you do to figure and, it all out. Picking out my brain. Yeah. So. I'll well, I I love though that you're open to working. You know, it's we're all a work in progress, but at least you're working towards figuring it all out. And and trust me, you're never gonna have it all figured out at one time. But now you've described Smoke and Mirrors as the most, at least the album, as the most honest songs you've written. It, it talks about, obviously, anxiety, depression, complicated relationships, which we just talked about, and that includes friendships, self-discovery. What have you discovered about yourself? And, and has this self-actualization self-actual, alleviated at least some of your anxiety or some of your depression? Um. Well, I realized that I don't have to be a perfect person. Um, yeah. When I was... 14, 15, I, was, I thought I had to be a certain way. I was still very young and naive. And um, as I grew older, I started writing more songs. I was like, oh, I, like I said, like I mentioned several times, like I'm not alone. I don't have to be a perfect person. And that kind of uh, took off a lot of anxiety in that, you know, you, you are who you are and you can't change that. And if anybody else tries to tell you otherwise, then kick them out. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, I mean, you're, here, you're, here goes another thing. You're either on your way with me or you're in the way right yeah yeah <laughs> we don't got time for that ain't nobody got time for that ain't nobody got time for that um i love your saying you're an open book but i don't let everyone read the chapters because not everyone is worth your time not everyone is worth and and you know you have different people in your life for different reasons and and sometimes you show different people different things about yourself right and not everybody gets everything yeah totally and now, of course, your personal life is nobody's business, including mine. But you do—you did describe yourself in my questionnaire, extremely single. <laughs> yeah. Oh, artists, artists can be self-tortured people. I tell you that. Have you ever thought about, or maybe trying to, maybe think about, maybe dating someone who is also an artist or a musician of some kind? Well, I have, you know, my artist friends. I just, I'm not in the place to yeah. be in a relationship. I just, yeah. I don't even want a relationship. I just kind of want to make money, live my life, yeah. move to LA, and then figure it out from there. And if somebody, you know, you're going to love it. Wait, have you path, been to LA yet? I've visited, kind of visited. Oh, you're going to love it. California, but not yeah. really LA. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I, I ended up going back to school there and, and studied music again there and did a lot of things That's there. Awesome. So. I started the Junket Jam Hour there in L.A. 
I want to. How much? How much time do we have? <laughs> we don't have much time. Let's play your latest song away from me, and okay. we'll see what how much time we have to talk about anything about that. Yes. No problem. You guys are listening to the Jungle Jamal right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is Emmanuel Sasson, and this is Away From Me. Running, running, running away from me. Cause I am the last thing I want to see. One of those days where I wish I didn't open my eyes Yes, I dread the mornings Cause it's exhausting to live in a disguise Where everyone can see your face But they're not really looking into your eyes Well today is one of those days Where I wish the sun didn't rise Oh, 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 oh. I should live in the Are listening to the Jugger Jamal. That was Emmanuel away from me. 
another another masterpiece. Thank you. <laughs> Honestly, part of your sophomore collection. How's that going? It's going. I actually just wrote another song for it last awesome. night. Awesome. Um, it's I currently seventeen tracks long, but it's gonna change. It's, it's yeah, I'm just trying to figure out <laughs> what, what fits where. What I want out. Yeah, I dread the mornings because it's exhausting to live in a, in a disguise. Why are we expected to put on a smile when we are truly not okay? Is it for ourselves? Is it for others' sake? Do we not want to be a bother? For others' sake. <laughs> yeah. Mostly for other people's sake. Um, I just, I think, I don't think it's just me. I think it's everybody. Because yeah. I feel like people think uh, feelings are weakness when they're not. So. Yeah. People have the tendency to put it on a fake smile when actually you're just making it worse. Now, on, on the flip side, you're running, you're running away from me, because I am the last thing I want to see. Obviously, coming from an honest, place, an honest place, why is it hard to get over? And obviously, in your opinion, why is it so hard for us to get over our own disappointments with ourselves? That's a great question. I think I might have to do a little bit of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, people, I don't know if this is relevant. I guess this goes back you to trying wanting to be perfect, right? Yeah. You know, when you give advice to somebody else and yeah. people are like, why don't you take your own advice? Right. And I'm like, you know, it's kind of like that situation. It's hard to explain. It's just when it's just so much harder to do things for yourself than it is for other people. Yeah. Yeah. What do you wish for people to take away from your music? Um, hopefully that you're not alone and it will get better eventually. You just have to give it time and don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Emmanuel. <laughs> I'm still pronouncing <laughs> it wrong, guys. Emmanuel. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so very much for joining me now. Um, for any information and for uh, for all of your music and, and where we could find you, we uh, you you guys can go to emmanuelsasson.com. That's E M M A N U E L L E S A S S O N dot com. You can find her on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. How is TikTok? I haven't even joined that yet. That is it's at. Stressful. <laughs> <laughs> you could find that at. Uh, you could connect with her at E M S A S S O N music. M. Sasson Music. Thank you so very much again for joining and sharing your music and your story. Thank you for having me. And for you guys out there, for everything Radio Free Brooklyn, you can log on to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. And then for everything I do, you can go to JunkAndJam.com. Thanks, guys. Because I am the last thing.